You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Alex Barr from Currency Cloud. And today I'm joined by the CEO of Mocha, Philip Berra. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hey, Alex. I'm doing well. How are you yourself? Not too bad, thank you. Phil, great to have you with us today. For our listeners, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and Mocha? Absolutely. So uh, my name is Philip Barra. I'm the founder and CEO of Mocha Financial Technologies. We're a global fintech platform that's headquartered in Montreal, Canada. And we've created a saving and investing app that helps people achieve their financial goals. Ultimately, we have two products that allow our consumers to achieve those financial goals. The first one is Mocha Advantage and the second one is Mocha 360. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys today about how Mocha Advantage and Mocha 360 helps people um, further our mission of financial inclusion and create an awesome wealth tech product that people can use all around the world. Brilliant. Um, and just, just for our listeners, could you tell us a little bit about um, both of your products and what it seeks to achieve? Yeah, so Mocha Advantage was our core product that we came to market with. Uh, We found people had a difficult time saving and investing their money. They had large aspirations and things that they wanted to achieve in life and nowhere really to get started uh, overall. So we created Mocha Advantage as an easy and simple way to save and invest your money. The way it works is we link directly to your credit and debit card. Every time you make a purchase, Mocha rounds the purchase up to the nearest dollar, takes the spare change and puts into a fully managed investment account. So this allows people to save and invest without any type of change in behavior. Um, It lets them do so in a fully managed investment account so they don't need investment knowledge in order to get started. Um, And best of all, we do it for a flat fee. So um, you don't have to worry about pricing or or anything from, um, you know, hidden fees or trailer fees or any of the things that people uh, fear about wealth tech in general. It's an all-encompassing $3 a month platform fee that we, uh, we offer. Um, in Europe, it's three euros a month, and it's uh, an all-in-one, all-you-can-eat package, uh, which is quite unique around the world. Our Mocha 360 product um, really came out of the pandemic on, you know, what are some of the best things you should be doing in your everyday life to be able to manage your money? So saving and investing is, is the first step, but, you know, managing um, your, your dollars overall is, is, is a really important piece. And I don't know if you're a skier, Alex, or uh, I'd like to take a stroll around the city, but, you know, if you're a skier and you go skiing and you pull out your jacket for the first time since last season, you might find 20 pounds or $20 in your jacket for, from the ski lodge when you're buying lunch last season. And this idea of finding money or maybe finding a $5 bill on the street is such a fantastic experience that everyone just loves to have. We really wanted to find a product experience around that. We wanted to be able to build a product that makes you feel like you're discovering more money in your everyday life. So we're entering the market in the Canadian space with a $15 a month premium offering that allows you to have access to a financial coach on demand. So it's text message, human financial advice um, at your fingertips, asking questions like how much house can I afford or can I buy versus lease a car? The second piece is a debt management tool, allows you to visualize all your debt in one spot, create a repayment plan and automate your debt payments to save money on interest. We have a great cashback perks offering, and we have an awesome bill negotiation tool. So we can actually go and call your service providers on your behalf and negotiate your bills to be able to lower your price without changing your service and ultimately finding more money that goes back into your pocket. So an immediate ROI for the consumer, um, a great uh, premium product in the fintech realm that's uh, generating a a really large uh, monthly revenue per user, which is quite unheard of in in the space, um, and all furthering our social mission of financial inclusion. Wow, it sounds uh, it's super exciting. Um, you've got lots of products. Um, 
I'd be keen to understand a little bit more about how how Mocha and their products and indeed the wealth tech movement really is you think is lowering the barriers to entry for, for each consumer then. Is is that is that the is that the end goal? Absolutely. The idea of lowering the bar for the end consumer and making it accessible is, is, is huge. At the end of the day, we started this idea around how do we make more financially inclusive products? And in my definition of financial inclusion, is how do you make products more affordable and how do you make products more accessible to the everyday consumer? Believe it or not, there's a largely underbanked population around the world. And we might not think of it, especially coming from Canada, where we have a very strong banking infrastructure, but plenty of people who are overpaying on fees or who are not participating in the market because it's just too complicated. Um, when we think about wealth tech specifically, you know, the first thing is about bringing the topic top of mind for consumers. It's often something that they want to tackle while life just gets in the way. Consumers don't feel like they have enough money. They don't know where to start or the process is so cumbersome that falls to the bottom of their to-do list. So we're, we're, we're facing a context in which people are worried about their financial futures, but aren't taking any action and making more financially inclusive products through using the use of fintech, uh, digital onboarding, digital KYC, automated payments, and, and great solutions like Mocha. And by uh, pricing um, uh, the right way in an accessible way that's easy to understand, no hidden fees, you're creating a more inclusive environment and you're lowering the bars for, for entry for any uh, wealth tech solution overall. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, it, it feels as though you're, wealth tech is very much trying to democratize like certain activities that was really previously only for, you know, given by expert advisors, really. It's disrupting the way of understanding modern finance, really. The incumbent business model is predicated on uh, assets under management and taking a management fee of assets under management. And when you do that, you're you're excluding an entire demographic of people who don't have large assets to get started with. They might be high income earners, but not rich yet. So some Henry's and they're, they're, they're excluded from the ecosystem because people are not giving them the nudges that they need to get in and start saving and investing. So um, absolutely. Wealth tech is lowering the barriers and, uh, and, and flipping the model on its head. And I suppose it's even more relevant now in, t- in today's climate, especially what's happening in the world at the moment. I'm sure you'd agree. <laughs> absolutely. It's uh, it's been a crazy time through the pandemic. Uh, it's been a crazy time through the markets and how they're, they're reacting to the, the political events that are happening overall. But the best part is, you know, we're, we're all at home and staying safe. There's an opportunity to be able to go out and learn these new uh, platforms and, and things are becoming more and more accessible. So fintech adoption rates globally are on a, on a rise. The market's just developing, beginning to develop. And it's something that's positive and healthy because as the market's evolving, uh, evolving, deepening, it's uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. So fintech evolution betters uh, the benefits of the consumer at the end of the day. And, and that's what we're excited to see. Yeah, and no, I, I completely agree with all your points. I'd be keen to get your view a little bit more actually around, you know, this, the wealth tech and financial inclusion, and also how that's, you know, affecting your demographic of users as well, specifically millennials and Gen Z. Are you seeing any specific trends crop up with your user base? Yeah, it's interesting as we take a look at a uh, an overall view of what's happened in the last 12 months. We have a cohort of users that may have gone through financial hardship, difficulty with financial uncertainty, and they've benefited from having an emergency fund within the Mocha platform that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So um, people who had gotten started early uh, had been able to benefit from it. And we've, we receive a ton of great um, um, letters or notes, emails from our users that uh, 
tell them tell us how appreciative they are that they've been able to get up and running and they wouldn't have been able to do so otherwise we're also seeing an uptick in adoption so there's both the self-directed accounts which we don't play in in, in that market but there's a, a great opportunity for people to learn how to be able to do that themselves but just people who want to get started saving and investing their their spending habits have changed when they're at home and they're not spending the way that they were before and they have more discretionary income to put aside and and they're starting to put that money to work so Mocha is a great platform to be able to achieve those things. And then Mocha 360 came out uh, actually just in November. So it's our response to the, the pandemic and allowed people to not only focus just on the wealth tech piece, but how do you find more money and, and, and put that to work for you as well? So it's a lot easier to achieve those financial goals when you're, you're finding new ways to be able to create new income for yourself. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I'd like to dive into just, you know, I know you're Mocha is, is, is extremely prevalent in the, in the North American space, specifically in Canada. And I know you've recently just launched in, in the EU, in, in France. Um, I, I'd, key, I'd be keen to, to understand a bit more about the consumer base across these two continents. You know, are there any specific trends or differences that you see in, in your user base from, from North America to Europe? Yeah, so if I take a step back and I take a look at the global fintech platform, um, it's it's actually quite funny. A American who lives in Canada who launched a product in France who doesn't speak French. Um, so when you think about it from the perspective, it's it's quite unique, and people ask me why did you do it. But if you look at the U.S. and the U.K. markets, um, the competition's high. Uh, there's a captive audience, and you need a large a large spending base to be able to go out and actually build a footprint or impressions overall. So taking a look outside of the consumer view and more from a business strategy point of view, um, it's difficult to operate in the US and UK markets without a differentiated product and without a war chest of, of venture money to be able to go and, and manage those markets. Now, being in Montreal is something that's quite unique. We've had a, quite a land grab in the Canadian market um, by being one of the first movers to, to market with concepts that are, are widely validated around the world. So Looking at the European markets, we're finding it's a very similar thing that there's no category winners, um, primarily through a majority of the EU countries. And the UK companies don't want to tackle the, the EU because of the fact of the multilingual, multicultural dynamic of having to adapt and localize. You know what? We're from Montreal. That's what we do. We've been multilingual since day one. We're, we're, we're born and bred. It's in our DNA. So it's a barrier to entry, but it's one we're quite interested in tackling. So. When doing the global analysis, we were thinking about what's the next best market for us to be able to tackle. And um, we're excited about Europe because there's one single payment infrastructure for through SEPA Direct Debit. You have one regulatory infrastructure that can passport your license through MIFID II. And you're able to go and localize and you have a bunch of smaller markets that comprise a total market that's twice the size of the U.S. market. The competition that we find is is healthy competition, but competition that we're um, happy to participate in and it's a pie that I think we can all slice up together. Um, and, and there's a healthy opportunity for Mocha to come in and, and become that category winner. So we like that. If you think of places like the African market, they, they don't have the banking infrastructure that Europe has. So for us mm-hmm. to be able to tackle a market like um, Africa or even some parts of uh, South America where there's a large cash economy, it's difficult because we have to completely reinvent our product. So um, the European market was an opportunity where the consumer behaviors are very similar to the, uh, the the Canadian consumer behaviors. Our product can be localized, but also not reinvented to be able to enter those those markets, which was was quite fascinating. When we take a look at from a consumer point of view, which I think was your original question, how do the consumers differ? 
In Canada, 53% Canadian millennials have less than $1,000 in the bank account. They have a difficulty saving and investing and putting money aside. In Europe, 70% of people want to invest immediately, but they feel like they can't. 61% of them say that they don't have enough money to save and invest. And 65% of people say that the products offered by banks are not suitable for them. So ultimately, the consumer behaviors are quite similar in both markets. It's just a matter of um, how do you get the the best product fit for for that? And that's what we're doing with the localization in, in the French market. And we're excited to continue to expand throughout the EU. It's, it's it's really exciting. It's also it's really interesting to see yeah the saving and investment trends across two different geographies uh, and two different continents. Um, just as a, 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 another note, uh, now that the the I suppose the convergence of digitization and investment and wealth and the wealth management sector you know grows ever closer. What, what do you see as as next in the wealth tech world? What do you see as the the future trends? You know, especially what the, the things that are going to grow out of this pandemic situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think there are two answers and one more about themes in, in wealth tech and one that's a little more technical. So I'm going to go with the, the macro point of view first. At the end of the day, we're all human. We all have the same comprehensions of themes and share the same human needs in whatever country that we're, we're living in. And our mission is to empower people to be successful in their lives. Ultimately, at the end of the day, for most of us, we don't really care about money. We care about doing things. We care about moving out of our parents' house. We care about getting married. We care about having kids, taking a vacation, planning for retirement. And money's how we keep track, right? And money's how, what empowers us to be able to get to those points. So fundamentally, we have to be doing the right things with our money to be able to go and, and achieve those life goals that we want to be able to, to do. And um, I think the future of wealth tech is going to be a lot more human. It's going to be a lot less about the technical financial instruments that people are investing in and more about doing what's fundamentally right for you and your family and how do you put your money to work. And, um, and, and that concept of self-driving money is, is, is definitely a big part of it, the autonomous finance, um, and how do you go and, and, and drive that forward. Unfortunately, my personal view and, and some of the wealth tech listeners may not like this, but um, I think it's a race to the bottom. I think that wealth tech and, and participating in the financial markets and and in providing capital to because what you're doing is you're financing value that's created through investing in companies like Currency Cloud and Mocha once we go public and, and do all those things to to make that happen. So you're you're creating value by investing your money, but you're participating in that value exchange. And there was a lot of middlemen who are in that process for quite some time. And with all the digital digitalization of that, the, a lot of those um, are being consolidated. So I personally think that the, the future of wealth tech is one where the consolidation of these, the race to the bottom, you have to be able to re-aggregate. Uh, you know, someone said that there's only two ways to make money in this world, and it's by bundling and unbundling. I think that there's been an unbundling of wealth tech and getting it to where you need to, and then there's going to be a rebundling of the platform play. And how can you really create that one experience to manage all aspects of your financial life and be able to do so in a way that that just makes sense for the everyday consumer, um, speaks in layman's terms, and just it just works, right? And that's what the future of wealth tech, in my view, uh, looks like. So, in, in a sentence, you'd view it as a, a combination of almost maybe a paradox of creating more financial literacy and a more human approach to to self driving your own cash, but also a, a race to the bottom at the same time. Yeah, financial literacy is an interesting one because I, I believe in financial literacy through action and, and, and participation. And that's the way that we're trying to build rather than necessarily education. There's a ton of great content out there and it's more about financial empowerment. And, and, and by using 
data, by using algorithms, by being able to create seamless product experiences and building the partnerships at scale for, for most of these customers, being agnostic is an extremely important piece and making sure you're empowering the consumer and you're not off-selling their data, which is, is an extremely important piece. But being able to put this to empower the consumer, you're, you're giving them financial empowerment. So absolutely, I think that's the path forward. And, um, and, and at the end of the day, uh, the humanization of finance is going to be a big part of that. Brilliant. Yeah, I, can, I completely agree. Um, well, it's been great speaking with you today. For those who'd like to find out more, what's the best way for people to get in touch? Absolutely. Check out uh, our website, mocha.ai, M-O-K-A.ai. Um, if you're interested in more about fintech and the future of wealth tech, uh, we can connect directly on LinkedIn. I'm looking up Philip Barra, B-A-R-R-A-R. And we're currently live in Canada and France. So definitely encourage you to download our app in the Google Play or Apple App Store. And we have huge global aspirations. So keep an eye open for us uh, overall. Thanks again, Phil, for joining and sharing some great insight on Mocha and, uh, and, and the world of wealth tech. Cheers. Thanks for having me, Alex. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.